I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's a drama bit. I just love it. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson The Secret 2. This week, I am joined by none other than drag race legend ultimate uber babe the one the only cheryl hall everybody Yes. Good morning. We are matching energies today on The Secret 2. How are you, girl? So I am fabulous. I am well. I am safe. How are you doing? No, right, honestly, for, for a while, right, we didn't have video on Vicky Facts The Secret 2. Obviously, it's a podcast, mate. So I got quite yeah. used to looking like this and not caring. And recently, we started a film as well. Today has been the first day where I've actually thought... Fuck's sake, Vicky, like you need to start <laughs> late more whenever, mate, you look unreal, no. you look unreal. Oh, well, thank you, Diva. Do you know what? <laughs> when you said it's early morning, I was like, well, let me get my go-go juice, let's get this face on and let's get down to business because we are divas that like to get to work. <laughs> Honestly, you look absolutely incredible, right? Can I ask, And like, how long does this take? Do you know what? Everybody asks me this, and I, I I say it how it is. I keep it 100. Yeah. It depends on how much time I'm given. Right, so, like, yeah. if I want to take my time, I could do it in a nice hour and a half. Okay. If I've got 45 minutes to get head to toe ready, <laughs> I'll get it done. Yeah. Because you 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 got to do it. If you're given a time, you've got to meet that deadline. There's no davership here. You've got to make sure that you are <laughs> punctual on time. That's it. I love it. But then I'm the same. Like, if someone says to me, oh, you've got two hours before we've got to be, I guarantee I'll take the two hours to get ready. But if someone says, oh, 20 minutes, I'll be out the door in 20 minutes. It's just one of them, isn't it? You've got to do it. But David, you've got to give yourself some credit, darling. You were looking stunning. I've got to slap this on to look good. You're already there. <laughs> oh, mate, I've just about brushed me teeth the Day. I'm fucking really regretting it because you're just so glam, man. I can't, I can't do my own makeup, you know, Shaz. Darling, I mean, I couldn't do it for the first three years and I've been doing it four. So that's saying something. <laughs> it's all about practice. You've just got to do it. you just got to get down to it. Well, it is absolutely flawless, babe. You look incredible. And welcome, I suppose, to Vicky Patterson's Secret Truth. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. Do you know what? I love talking. <laughs> like, I could talk... <laughs> All day, every day. So any opportunity to do a poddy, I'm yeah. there. But to do it with a diva like you, I'm so excited because yes. I've loved you for years and years and years. 
Yeah, oh, mate, that, that means so much. Thank you so much. Can I just say, like, obviously, Cheryl Hall, the inspiration is is a fellow Geordie. It's our Shazza. Do you love her as much as I do? Babes, if I could tell you how much I love and adore her, we'd be here doing this podcast for 17 weeks. <laughs> like, I've, I've adored Girls Aloud from the jump, from <laughs> Pop Stars The Rivals. <laughs> And I remember at my nan's house on Christmas Day, watching Top of the Pops and going, these are my divas. I've, I love them to pieces. But the yes. thing is, it's like, it's it's a mutual respect. When you're mm. in the industry and when you do the same things and when you're a performer, mm. it's a mutual respect. It's not like a fangirl, oh, yeah. I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> like, it's it's an appreciation and I love her to pieces. I love all the girls. Yeah, I think mine actually, like, I'd love to be as cool as you and say, like, yeah, as as someone in the industry, I have a mutual respect for Cheryl Cole. <laughs> I fucking don't, man. I'm a fan. Like, I met I met her once, Cheryl, right? I just won the jungle. And um, we I got invited to the X Factor final. Like, when when I, when I won the jungle, I got invited to loads of fancy places that, like, back then I just truly couldn't appreciate the gravity of where I was going. Like, mm. I was just so caught up on this really excited little hamster wheel but like now I look back and I'm like shit you are fucking you are like fancy so yeah so I um got invited to the X Factor final and I went with me pal and um the compé was saying um I think we've got Vicky like on a break I think we've got Vicky Patterson in the audience and Cheryl got up right in a break and went do you mean to tell me my Vicky Patterson is in the audience and she hasn't come to say hello oh I died. Gag. I died. So I got up with her. I was so nervous. I wasn't even thinking. I carried me a little bottle of Prosecco with us. And then when I got up on stage, I was like, I can't meet Cheryl with a little bottle of Prosecco. I was mortified. <laughs> yes, I, I know. Just, and I think I said that to her. Oh, God, no. Do you know what I did? I offered her a drink. I went, do you want some of me little Prosecco? She was like, no, I'm on the telly. <laughs> Could you imagine, in COVID times, offering someone a drink is like the cardinal sin. But do you know what? Back in the day, we're like, do you want some of my tequila? Sure, why not? Well, she, she handled it like the true queen she is. She was incredibly polite and dignified. I was just so nervous, mate. So nervous to have met her. She's just be, beyond beautiful. 100 Plus, she is tiny. Oh, like, so, so on 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 Drag Race, when we were having our critiques, you don't get to really speak to the judges like yeah. beyond your your critiques. And sh- we really wanted to have like a hug, but yeah. obviously with with production and stuff, it's like yeah. a tight ship. You got to get it done. Yeah. And then uh, the. I went to Manchester Pride because that's where the cast got announced and she was on the lineup with Ariana Grande <gasps> and I was I was backstage and she'd just come off stage yeah. and uh, her PR person Simon took me over Please and obviously tell she us hadn't seen me hug. out of drag and uh, she, she literally was like Simon was like Cheryl this is Cheryl Hall because obviously I was out of drag <laughs> yeah. and she was like Babe, what the fuck? She gave me the biggest <laughs> hug. But I was like so scared to like squeeze her because I was like, you're so tiny. I'm a five foot seven man. <laughs> you're like a five foot petite little woman. And I was She's like, so oh. tiny. We we had a little gossip all the way to her little dressing room and she is an absolute diva. Oh, I love that, mate. I love that. She is just class. And so are you. Jesus Christ. Honestly, everything Thank you've managed you. to achieve and how in such a small space of time, like, do you love what you do? 
I wouldn't be sitting here today in high whore drag at 10am <laughs> if I didn't have a passion for it. I absolutely love it. And I think for the longest time in my life, I was always searching for that outlet, that avenue, that thing that I could express myself in the way that I wanted to. Because I always wanted to be a pop star. I always mm-hmm. wanted to be doing like arena tours and yeah. big production shows. And as a like a little boy growing up in Essex, I was like, I'm no singer. And I will hold my hands up and say, I am no singer. So I knew that she's chicken honest. sales. At least she's honest. But, but do you know what? I was like, what can I do? And it wasn't until I discovered the contemporary approach to drag through RuPaul's Drag Race, watching yeah. it, that I went, well, hold up a second, bitch. You can do this. <laughs> like... So whilst I was at university, I really started exploring drag and it was influencing my work that I was creating whilst I was studying. And then I left and I went, what are you doing? Get yourself a pair of shoes, get yourself a wiggy and find that thing. And lo and behold, I hit the ground running and I got to work. So you did, so you, you're saying like when you're at uni, it started to heavily influence you and stuff. When you were at uni, you did dance. Is that right? It was choreography? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I specialised in choreography because I'm not the most technically trained dancer. Like right. I could turn it out on a stage, but oh, if you yeah. ask me to pirouette, high kick and split, <laughs> it ain't going to happen. Like <laughs> especially contemporary dance, like it is a gruelling art form right. and it takes toll on your body and you can train so much and you could do as much as you can. But if your body isn't built, like I've got short uh tendons in my achilles and like i don't have a full range of movement in my hips so some of the some of the choreography they were making us do in technique class i could only get it to 40 when everybody was at a 90 degree so i just went play to your strengths and i specialized in choreography but i think that played to my strengths because then i could create work that i loved and i was passionate about and i was creating basically pop music videos with contemporary dance and I was in love. That's it. Like, there's that saying, isn't there? And it's uh, love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. And mm-hmm. it sounds to me as though, like, you've adapted your course and, found, like, made it your own. And look how successful you've managed to be out of it. What a, what a, what a strong move. Power play a bit, Pet. Do you know what? I think I gave two fingers to a lot of my lecturers at university <laughs> that were trying to pigeonhole me and say, <laughs> you can't do this. You won't get the grade that you want if yeah. you do this. And I stuck to my guns. I yeah. said, this is the work I want to create. Yeah. And luckily it paid off. <laughs> I'm so pleased for you. Did you always know you wanted to be a dancer as well? Were you like, because when I was younger, you got her, right? I get these, every so often I get these flashbacks, right? Of me, <laughs> ma- of me making PTSD. All, yeah, <laughs> proper. Of me like making all my family sit round on a Sunday or like on New Year's Eve or whatever and watch me do like Spice Girls routines. And I was. Me. Yeah, was that you as well? <laughs> yes. yes. So did you always know? Oh, yeah. Like, as a child, I had too much energy and too much steam that my year one teacher, she was like, to my parents, was like, I think it's best we put him in a theatre school just to really express himself. Just to burn off some of that energy. (laughs) For three hours on a Saturday morning, I was singing, I was dancing, I was acting. And you can bet your bottom dollar that I was the one there every day. Like, so who's getting the lead? Is it me? (laughs) But I mean, who's at the front? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that honestly, mate. So you've always known what you wanted to do, and 
You are out there now achieving your dreams, absolutely smashing it. Do you credit a huge part of that to to doing drag race? You look, you've got to you've got to thank everybody that gives you an opportunity yeah, in life. And throughout life, you have to really take a step back and see everything and how it's panned out to where you are today. And a huge part of that is being given the massive opportunity to be on the first season of Drag Race UK. Because we didn't know how it was going to be. Like, yeah. we're going into the unknown. Like, you knew on the US season that it was such a huge success that if you got on the show, you were touring the world, you were doing the yeah. thing, and you are, you're being thrust into the spotlight. Whereas we were like, it, it's going to be big in the UK, but is it going to be big worldwide? And bloody hell, we were shocked that it really just blew up. And I was just so grateful. Like, every time an email came in, it was like, mm-hmm. we want to work with you. I was like, me? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Well, well, of course. Because uh-huh. like, I, nev- I never expect anything to be given to me in life. And I think that was instilled in me yeah. from a young age from my parents. Like, you've got to work for what you get. You've got to put the groundwork in. And then at university, I really had to put the work in to be recognised and acknowledged as an artist. Like, mm-hmm. I'm here and this is the work I'm creating. Yeah. And then when you start as a drag queen, you've got to hustle because there are 10,000 queens out there in the UK all doing the same thing. And you've got to make sure that you are seen, heard, and you are doing the thing. So in the early days, I was there in the club six nights a week, not even being paid. I was just letting bitches know I was there. And I was there to work. You want me? I'll come. You want a door girl? I'm there. Yeah. Like, I, I was a hustler. And I still am a hustler because, yeah. like, like you say, You'll never work if you love what you do. So I don't see it as work. Some days it's work. And I think you can vouch. Like, you wake up and you go, I could have done with that extra hour in bed. But you've got to shake that off and go, bitch, you're given an opportunity. Like, roll with it. You're so right. Like, obviously, God, you can romanticise it all you want. And yes, I feel super lucky to do what I do. And quite clearly so do you, Cheryl. But not every day, not every day you're going to bounce out of bed. Not every day you're going to be super grateful. There are going to be some days where you're tired. Some days where, you know what I mean? You want that extra hour in bed. Some days where you just think, ah, fuck this. (laughs) And that's perfectly normal. 100%. And I think people forget when you are, quote unquote, in the public eye. Like, I don't class myself as famous. I'm I'm just a little person in Essex doing my thing. Like, 
yeah, I've done, I class myself as gayness. Like, I'm famous amongst the gays. <laughs> like, if you thrust me into Soho, it'd be like, whoa, Cheryl's here. But She's like, arrived. <laughs> but do you know what? I I sometimes think people forget that people in the public eye and on a public platform are human. Mm. And it is it is so hard because... It is horrible, like, some of the things that people go through. And, like, I'll be honest, I've I've struggled recently with having to navigate this new part in my career because with every season of Drag Race comes a new batch of queens. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden you've got, you've gone from nine other queens mm-hmm. you're working, not against, but yeah. you're all out there doing the thing. And now you've got another 12 on top of that. Like, you are, like, I'm very grateful that people still want to work with me and still think that I can produce amazing work. But it does mess with your heads because you think, oh, and people going to be interested in me anymore? Like, it's you've just got to shake it off. And But I want to have these honest conversations with people yeah. just to know that we are human. We yeah. are all going through the same thing. And you're not the only one like struggling if you're feeling down that day because there's probably thousands of other people that are struggling with their image with their mental health with their self-love like you've just got to surround yourself with like-minded people to lift you up and that's what I'm so grateful for do you know what like everything you've just said there is so completely normal and although obviously I haven't I haven't done drag race. I did the jungle, didn't I? And yeah. like you, like in the same way, you know, when you do well in that, you kind of get given this year and it's mm-hmm. like, you feel like you have so much pressure on you to achieve everything you want and do everything you want within that 12 months before someone else comes along, a new mm-hmm. queen, like an Honestly, the year after mine, we joke about it now, me and Scarlett Moffat, but the year after mine, it was Scarlett Moffat. And she was <laughs> she, like, so you know what I mean? Could there be any more pressure on me when they put another funny, dark-haired Geordie Bird in the jungle? I just remember thinking, fucking hell, if she wins, I'm done. I've had a good run. <laughs> and yeah. She did. She, she smashed it. She came out. She won. And it's really natural to feel, like, to feel those things, like, to feel pressure, to feel anxiety, to feel almost competition with that other person. And it's not, it's not fair because you're different people, you've got, even though yeah. there might be some similarities, you've got so many other different things going for you. But yeah, I can totally relate, Cheryl. And like, feeling like that is so normal. But how you overcome it and how you realise, like, sort of, you know, is by realising your own self-worth, isn't it? 100%. Sh- sure, you can attest to that, is that there might be an, a million more series of Drag Race and a million more incredible queens, but you are the only Cheryl Hall. Exactly. And I think people need to realise that there can be, like Gaga said, 100 people in the room and 99 don't believe in you, but one person does. You need that one person in your life because mm. they will be that one person that lifts you up, yeah. reminds you that you are that bitch. Yes. Because whilst whilst there are attributes to you and things that are similar, nobody can do what you do. Yeah. And I think the sooner people realise that, the more happier place the world will be because people will stop fighting and trying so hard to fit a norm when Mm -hmm. the norm is whatever you want it to be. I I just think, I think that's beautiful. And so, do you know, so 
poignant at the moment. Like, I don't know how you feel about social media at the minute, Cheryl, but for me... I feel like there's an awful lot of nastiness right now, quite a lot of mm-hmm. negativity. I think a lot of people are feeling bitter, a bit angry, a bit confused, and they're projecting it across there. Um, and I just think if people were a bit kinder to themselves, like, do you know what I mean? Looked at their own journeys, focused on themselves a little bit more rather than projecting this anger in here, it world and social media in general would be quite a kinder place. 100%. And I think a lot of the time, and I did a I did a thing with Scarlett the other day and she said it so perfectly. A lot of the time, people projecting this thing, it's because they're struggling themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So she she will put a DM to them and go, Are you okay? Do you want to talk? I'm I'm here if you want to talk. Here's a number of Samaritans. Yes, because she does. She people does are struggling. Yeah. People are struggling and rightfully so. We've had a yeah. fucking shit year. Like yeah. It's it's been horrible, and like I I'm very grateful that I was able to work completely through the pandemic. Yeah. Whereas I saw some of my friends absolutely struggle struggle to pay rent, and when you're in a fortunate position, you have to use that and look out for the people that have always been there for you. Yeah. So I was I was constantly making sure that my friends were okay because I was like I can't sit here happy and comfortable of when course. I know. Everybody is struggling. So I was doing everything in my power to make sure that everybody was having a good life because I I felt guilt. Yeah. Guilt that I was doing well, but also when it comes to social media. Like work has guilt. Yes. Yes. 100%. And I have to say, I, I really don't like social media when it gets horrible and negative like the minute i start seeing people having like like a bit of shade and a bit of drama Mm -hmm. on twitter is great because you love it because everybody everybody wants to it's like watching eastenders on twitter like (laughs) you you want the drama it's like pam from gavin and stacy it's the drama bit i just love it (laughs) like you've you've got to get involved but when it gets nasty that's when i tap out and I never, I never want to be that person on social media that calls people out, like starts drama, yeah. because that life's too short to be angry and petty with people when you could just be having a fun camp old time. <laughs> and That's I like, sad. I like to put tweets, pictures, stories out that is just me having fun. But then I put the phone down and I'm done yeah. because. I like to live in the moment. Yeah. And I, I do this to my friends. If we're all hanging out mm-hmm. and they're sitting there scrolling through their phones aimlessly, not even doing yeah. anything, I'm like, I'm like, put the phone down. Yeah. Tinder's not going anywhere. That boy, <laughs> you can swipe left and he'll still be there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> swipe left, swipe right. I don't know how it works. I haven't been on anything like that in a while. <laughs> She's fucking happy. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> no, but you're right. Like, and I honestly could do with taking a little bit of your advice, if I'm honest with you, Cheryl. Like, I know I hold my hands up and I'm, I am I have a really unhealthy relationship with social media, which, you know, I've been honest about it. It's not like I'm hiding it. It's not like I'm sitting in a cupboard at like three in the morning scrolling Sorry, through. Sorry, Harry Potter. <laughs> Under oh, the stairs. Like. I fucking love him so much. You don't know what that means to me, that comparison. <laughs> But yeah, like, I'm so honest about it, like definitely borderline addicted and really trying to work on it. And about like 20 days ago, I set myself this challenge where 
one hour, like I was going to have an hour a day, Shaz, right, where I put my phone down and I actually limited all screen time. So it's not that I put my phone down and watched a film. I had to put my phone down and actively try and not be on the computer, not be on my phone, not be on like watching telly. And you know, you think an hour a day, it'll be easy. Mate, have I done it? Have I fuck? Not one day, not one day. <laughs> Honestly, I'm terrible. So I need to learn to take a leaf out of your book a little bit, I think. Because, um, you know, I convince myself. I go, I'm on for work. It's my job. And yes, yeah. about 50, 60% of the time, it is me work. But the other 40, 50, mate, I am just aimlessly scrolling, comparing myself to others. Re- yeah. I'm sitting reading arguments between people on Instagram that I don't even know. It's... So it's such a waste of time. So I, I think I need to spend a bit more time with you. Do you know what I mean? Just let it go. Well, darling, when when Miss Rona goes away, we'll we'll be hanging out. We'll have a nice summer fruit squash. We'll <laughs> yes. we'll have a party. We'll put our phones down. But no, I I've got to, I've got to admit I do catch myself like one o'clock in the morning. I'm scrolling through Instagram <laughs> and I'm like, snap out of it, go to sleep. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Well, honestly, I think we've, we are all a little bit obsessed and a little bit addicted to Instagram. It's it's the nosiness in me. It's the nosy neighbour in me. That's what I can't mm. help. Oh, you're over the fences like, hello? Oh, pro- full on curtain twitcher. No shame in my <laughs> game. <laughs> Cheryl, you've been such a pleasure in part one. Will you come back and chat all things Drag Race, all things Essex and all things Power You With Wit in part two? Uh, time to tempt me with a good time, darling. <laughs> oh, I love you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 